Greetings, friends and brethren. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God. And I'd like to talk about 21 items to prophetically watch in the year 2021. Are properly understood biblical prophecies coming to pass or not? And can you even rely on biblical prophecy? Well, I'm going to go through some scriptures regarding that, as well as 21 different things to take a look at or watch during 2021 from a prophetic perspective. If you've got your Bibles, you might want to follow along. I'm going to go to Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46, starting verse 9. Because God is clear. He makes prophetic statements, and He causes them to be fulfilled. Isaiah 46, verse 9. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, there's no other. I am God, there's none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand. And I'll do my pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east. The man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I've spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Fulfilled prophecy is part of the proof that God exists and should, God should be real to your life every day. Now, some people try not to talk much about prophecy because they don't want to get involved in it. But it says in 2 Timothy 3, starting in verse 16, the Apostle Paul was inspired to write, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, if you think about the fact that between a fifth and a third of the Bible is prophetic, and since all Scripture is given to help us to be complete, obviously we don't want to discount or eliminate a fifth to a third of, of the Bible, and it may actually be greater than a third, depending on how you want to count it. Now, some people say, I just want to hear about Jesus. Don't talk to me about prophecy. You don't have to go there, but Revelation 19, verse 10 says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. As a matter of fact, the reality is that Jesus fulfilled hundreds of prophecies written in the Old Testament. He also made prophecies in the New Testament which have been coming to pass and this is part of the reality, the proof the Bible is true. Yet, most of the world, you know, don't think prophecy matters or you discount it. Even most who claim to believe the Bible don't take it seriously enough. But that's not supposed to be the case. Jesus said, uh, in Luke, we're going to Luke 21. He talks about the fig tree. He said things budding, and you know that summer is near. He said, but when you see other things that I've talked to you about, you know that the kingdom of God is near. And in, in verse 32, Jesus said in uh, Luke 21, Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words will by no means pass away. Jesus is saying the prophetic word is not going to go away. It is here. But he also puts in a warning. Verse 34. Take heed to yourselves. 
lest your heart be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, the cares of this life, that the day come upon you unexpectedly, which it will to most true Christians at the end time. For it's going to come as a snare on all who dwell in the face of all the whole earth. Watch therefore, and pray always, you may be kind of worthy to escape, all these things will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus also taught about the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit. And in John uh, 16, verses 12 to 13, you don't have to go there, but Jesus said, there's a lot of things I want to tell you, but you can't handle them right now. However, when the Spirit of Truth comes, it'll guide you to all truth. We'll tell you things to come. We'll tell you things to come. So if we're being led by God's Spirit, within the church, we should know things that are going to be happening. Now, I do want to read 1 Thessalonians 5. This is from, from the Apostle Paul. Starting verse 19. Paul wrote, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Yet there are people who do it all the time. If we go over half a dozen, a dozen or more things that we've talked about in the church that have come to pass, people are like, ah, oh, that doesn't count, that doesn't count, that doesn't count. People despise prophecies and they don't believe the Spirit of God is leading us to having more insight into prophecies. I mentioned Paul's writings. Let's go to, Paul, to, to Romans 13. And yes, I am going to go through this list of 21 items. Romans 13, starting verse 11. The Apostle Paul was inspired to write. And do this, knowing the time, that it's now high time to wake out of sleep, for now the salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly, as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, nor in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ, Make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill its lust. It's hard to being high time. It's approximately 1970 years later than the Apostle Paul wrote this, plus or minus. Certainly a lot closer than when Paul wrote this. So let's go over the 21 items. First, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter 3, starting in verse 1. You, um, we see a lot of scoffers these days. And Peter wrote, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken for by the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where's the promise that is coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Uh, what's going on now? It really isn't that different to other stuff. It's okay. Ignore all these people. They know what they're talking about. But Peter also wrote in verse 5, For this they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. And people didn't think it was possible the world could flood with water. 
But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Beloved, do not forget this one thing. With the Lord, one day is a thousand years, a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some count slackness, but as long as the suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Yes, God has a plan to call those who will respond in this age, but he also has warned us in his word that there will be scoffers. Many, these days it's mainly on the internet, have repeatedly called me a false prophet and said other bad things about me as well as the continuing church of God. Now they don't say this because I made any false prophecies, by the way. They they, I'm sure they're salivating, hoping that I will do something like that. But basically, they don't want to believe uh, what I said happened, what Galen Bonjour said happened when I was anointed with double portion of God's spirit. He prayed to be given double portion of God's spirit. They consider that makes me a false prophet, which is illogical, but that's the way they, they view it. Now, in 2020, there were also slurs against uh, uh, the CCOG evangelist uh, Evan Zoshing out of Kenya, uh, Elder uh, Sasa Veljik out of Serbia, uh, Deacon uh, Richard Close out of the uh, United States, as well as our speaker, uh, Steve Dupuy. And what uh, one of them said, I won't say which one, one of them referred to Matthew 5, uh, verse 10 through 12. So why don't we go there? Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for there is the King of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Which again happened this year, myself, Steve Dupuis, uh, Richard Close, Sasha Felsic, Evan Zoshing, and probably others, but those ones I knew for sure. Verse 12, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We're not supposed to turn away from understanding the true biblical prophecies, but we're to rejoice as we go through the open doors proclaiming the truth, while holding fast to the truth, even though people say bad things about us all the time. So, scoffers, number one. Number two, morality prophecies. I want to read this from the old King James. This is 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3. And there were certainly morality prophecies that were fulfilled in uh, 2020. And as far as uh, uh, 2021, we expect that as well. 2 Timothy 3, starting at verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Yes, people are deceiving others when they lie about us. And they're deceiving themselves and being deceiving other people. But notice what Paul told Timothy. Despite that, continue in the things that you've learned and have been assured of knowing from whom you've learned them. Yes, you've learned things from the Bible. And you've learned things from the Church of God. If you've been in the Church of God, any length of time. Don't fall for the nonsense and the lies and the slurs against us. And there's lots of them. As far as morality prophecies, um, in the United States, uh, we've got a uh, Biden-Harris-intended uh, administration, and they plan to push abortion. Uh, as a fact, I was at their website. They want to stop state laws violating Roe versus Wade. 
He said Biden will codify Roe versus Wade in his Justice Department, do everything in his power to stop the rash of state laws that so blatantly violate Roe versus Wade. If you're not for the United States, Roe versus Wade is the abortion decision, and they want more of that. They want to restore federal funding to Planned Parenthood, the leading abortion provider in the United States. Uh, they want uh, the United States to promote abortion around the world. And here's one. Let me read this. Restore the Affordable Care Act's contraception mandate uh, in place for the U.S. Supreme Court's Hobby Lobby uh, decision. It says Biden will restore this policy that existed before this ruling, providing the ex exemption for houses of worship and accommodation for nonprofit organizations. So allow women of these organizations to access contraceptive coverage. So it doesn't matter, let's say, if you're in a Roman Catholic church and you're against contraception and you're a group of uh, nuns. If there's some nun within it that wants to violate this, you're going to help them to provide that. Here's another one of their big items. This is a big headline. The Biden plan to advance LGBTQ plus equality in America and around the world. It says, uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence have given hate against LGBTQ plus individual safe harbor and rolled back critical pr protections for the LGBTQ plus community. Now listen to this type of doublespeak. Religious freedom is a fundamental American value, but states have inappropriately used broad exemptions to allow businesses, medical providers, social service agencies, state and local government officials, and others to discriminate against LGBTQ plus, plus people. The Trump-Pence administration deliberately, systematically attempts to gut provisions for protections for the LGBTQ plus community by carving out broad religious exemptions to existing non-discrimination laws. Biden will reverse these policies by misusing exemptions. So no one be turned away or refused service by government officials just because who they are, who they or who they love. They call sin, this type of sin is love, but basically what they're talking about is censoring uh, religious freedom. Uh, they just don't want to, to, to do it. Others have noticed this. There's something from uh, about, uh, three, about, about a month ago that came out. It says the policy decision, uh, they talked about they want to uh, roll back religious protections for those who have issues with LGBTQ plus matters. They also talk about the Equality Act and uh, Albert Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville said the Equality Act is a dangerous game changer. And let me tell you one thing I've learned uh, as far as United States laws go. Something might sound innocuous, safe, but no, no. Equality, they make it sound okay, because people are supposed to be equal under the law, but that's not what they mean by equality. They mean that you have to uh, uh, shut up about LGBTQ matters, you, that they think this is all fine, and that they want to promote more of it. And it's not just going on in the United States, by the way. Uh, the LGBTQ community has gotten involved with the interfaith movement. To get, you got, they've got them to condemn what they call conversion therapy which is absurd because the Bible says people can change. The scriptures people just don't want to pay attention to. For example, the book of Jude, 
uh, verse 7. It says, The Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Well, they don't want you to talk about that. Okay? Going against strange flesh? Yes, you're talking. Going after strange flesh? Yes, you're talking about LGBTQ stuff. Is what this is talking about. Uh, in uh, uh, Luke 17, talks about people being destroyed. Like, was the uh, days uh, of Noah? Things seemed okay to everybody. And I'm going to read 2 Peter 2, verse 6. The Bible says, Sodom and Gomorrah were turned into ashes, those cities, condemned to destruction, making them an example to those afterwards who would live ungodly. So the Bible has warnings about this, yet what do we see? We see people pushing the LGBTQ uh, agenda, thinking they need more rights. Instead of condemning sin, they want to glorify sin, say, oh, it's just about who you are and who you want to love, as opposed to, to talking about sin. Furthermore, there's media issues with this as well. Number three, media, internet, and other censorship. I want to go to uh, Romans chapter 1 and just read a couple of verses here, maybe just one or two. Romans 1, starting verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And if you go through the passages in Romans, which I've done repeatedly in the past over and over again, we talk about, it talks about lesbianism, homosexuality is something not only should you not do, but you should not approve of them. Yet, you've got places such as Canada doesn't want uh, certain scriptures quoted. Uh, you also have similar issues in some other places. They just don't want certain parts of the Bible to be discussed. Now, let me read something else. This has got to do with the uh, uh, expected or the planned uh, the planned Biden-Harris uh, administration. This is from USA Today. President-elect Joe Biden's transition team leader for U.S.-owned media outlets wants to redefine freedom of speech and make hate speech a crime. Richard Stengel is Biden's transition team lead for the U.S. Agency for Global Media. Stengel wrote, in general, hate speech is speech that attacks and insults people on the basis of race, religion, ethnic origin, and sexual orientation. So, we in the continuing Church of God say it's a sin to be a practicing homosexual or practicing lesbian and uh, to uh, cross-dressing and those types of things. Isn't that a sin? Certainly it's a sin. Might people think that's an insult? Certainly they might think it's an insult. And they're saying they want that to be hate speech. So are we supposed to say nothing? Well, it says in Isaiah 58, verse 1, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, tell my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. But it's not just going on in the United States. Here's something from November 28th, 2020. French president's attack on freedom of the press. A new bill aims to ban dissemination of images of police officers on duty. If signed into law, it would be a danger to press freedom. They call this law and order, but critics say the new law is a shameful attack on press freedom. There's another headline, European hate speech laws. And basically what this article says 
is it says any advocacy of national, racial, or religious hatred that constitutes incitement to discrimination, hostility, or violence. But it says, given the nebulous standards on which much of Europe's hate speech laws are based, it's little wonder such legislation has ensnared speech as it was never meant to punish. And the reality is, if you, for example, say that the Christian faith is the correct faith, is that not an insult to another faith? Could that not be considered uh, uh, hatred? Now, we don't teach hatred. We teach that God will call those he's calling in this age and give an opportunity for salvation all the rest of the age to come. But that means we do not believe that unless they convert, people who are currently uh, uh, Muslim or uh, Buddhist or atheist uh, or, or Protestant or whatever, uh, are true Christians now uh, and that uh, they will have salvation upon the first resurrection. We think they have to repent, change in order to do that. But back in 1981, the old Worldwide Church of God put out something about freedom of the press. It said, the most important work in the world cannot be done without freedom of the press. And basically it goes through why they believe that's one of the reasons why uh, we need to be in the United States to do lots of the work. And basically because they say the message is too disturbing to the world. And for example, here's one that says, in the Old Testament, Elijah was hauled before King uh, uh, Ahab uh, for basically disturbing the peace is what this article, how this article wrote this. And Ahab said to him, this is 1 Kings, again I'm quoting this article, 1 Kings 18 verse 17. Ahab said to Elijah, are you he who troubles Israel? And uh, no, Ezekiel said, uh, no Elijah, excuse me, Elijah said, no I'm doing God's work. God said to tell you these things. If you go out through the Old Testament, there's other people who went and told the government leaders that they were doing things wrong repeatedly over and over and over again. And sometimes they were arrested, sometimes they were jailed. In the uh, article in the old Worldwide, uh, by the Worldwide Church of God in the May 1981 Plain Truth Magazine, it says, the gospel is the good news of the government that will replace the governments of this world. Yet replaces a mild word. Prophet Daniel flatly declares the government of God will break into pieces, consume the nations of the world that resist him. No wonder the governments of this world have historically sought to suppress the publishing of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Free societies play, pay a very high price for freedom of press, for example. They allow things like pornography. It's a very high price, this article says, but at least it ensures circulation of God's truth as well as other religious ideas. Governments tried to suppress Elijah, Amos, and Jeremiah. It's prophesied to suppress God's true gospel again in the future. The power to censor bad writing easily becomes the power to suppress good writing. And here, and I'll conclude this part of this here, this article says, there's a reason why God began and based his end time work in a country where freedom of the press is the greatest. And it has been the greatest in the United States, but that's going further and further away. And, for example, in 2020, now this is from the government, one of the platforms we're on is a platform called Vimeo. 
So our messages, at least our sermonette messages, are on uh, YouTube, uh, BitChute, Brighteon, and uh, Vimeo, generally speaking. There's a few that we know Vimeo won't tolerate, so we'll try them live at Vimeo. But they pulled one, our video called COVID-19 leading 666. Why? They claimed somehow we violated their standards. So it had nothing to do with their standards. I read through their standards. and said, if you don't agree, write them. And I did. They never responded. They still haven't put it back up. And why? Because we taught biblical prophecy. And they censored it. Now we know more censorship is coming. Why? Because it's prophesied in Amos. Amos chapter 8, starting verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God. I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but I'm hearing the words of the Lord. It's not that I think there'll be no Bibles, but I do believe that our teaching aspects of Scripture, they don't want to hear what this is talking about. This includes internet censorship. So because it says they're going to water from sea to sea, north to east, run to and fro, seek the word of the Lord, not find it. Now, I believe this is going to happen after the short work of Romans chapter uh, 9, 25-28 uh, comes to pass. Because prior to then, people will get a, a sufficient message, sufficient warning message, the gospel kingdom of God. But shortly thereafter, this is what's going to happen. All right, now, getting number four. When people think about prophecies, they're concerned about prophecies about various things. Jesus talked about beginning of sorrows. So let's read about that. Matthew uh, 24, we'll start in verse 4. They asked, Jesus' disciples asked him about the end times. He said, Take heed, no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. But they're going to deceive many. You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See, you're not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end's not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places, all these the beginning of sorrows. And in Mark's account, I want to just read verse 8, uh, just part of it. There'll be earthquakes in various places, there'll be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. In 2017, I warned that California would have worse wildfires than ever before. And you know what? That happened in 2019, and it happened in 2020. And last year I said, look for more extreme weather in 2020. So I'm going to read a couple of headlines here, maybe three of them or so, from CBS. Wildfires and weather extremes. It's not coincidence. Here's another one. Wildfires and highest temperature ever in California. Here's another headline. Sydney records hottest November night on record. Drought conditions worsen throughout California. 2020 Atlantic hurricane season, a record-breaking 30 named storms. So that's some of the extreme weather that we've had in 2020. I want to read Ecclesiastes 7, verse 2. The Bible says, It's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that's the end of all men, and the living will take it to heart. Why do I quote this? All this damage with the uh, wildfires and the heat and the hurricanes, people don't seem to take it to heart. Ah, oh, this is just normal. Everything's just going on like it always has. After listing a variety of weather and other curses, 
God had Amos right, Amos 4.12. Therefore, thus I will do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Severe weather should be a motivator for us to change and face our Creator. Severe weather shows us that things can quickly change. We can think everything is just fine. Alright, earthquakes. So I mentioned some prophecies about earthquakes. And earthquakes are one of the things that uh, uh, Jesus warned about. Things aren't going to remain as they are. Some places, for example, like Yellowstone or some of the supervolcanoes in uh, Indonesia or New Zealand could explode and many things could happen. Now, there's uh, three headlines I'd like to read regarding earthquakes. Now, this one came from uh, what's called Breaking Israel News. They changed their name, but here's the headline. Russia now 10th country hit by major earthquake in 2020. Is it part of Gog Magog? Well, no, but it was a major earthquake. Here's another one from them. Deadly earthquake in Turkey turns rivers blood red. And then, this, today, while I was preparing for the sermon, I got an email from someone, and it was a link to an article, and the article headline was, Stable Antarctica feels 50,000 earthquakes in three months. And then I read the article and it said, well, it's between 30,000 and 50,000 uh, earthquakes, but that's still quite a bit. Now, as far as earthquakes go, we'll go to Revelation chapter 16. Yes, the sun keeps going behind the clouds and the lights in here turn themselves off and other useless things that aren't helping me. So hopefully I'm not too dark. Anyway, Revelation 16, verse 18. And there'll be, there were noises and thunderings and lightnings. There was a great earthquake. Such a mighty and great earthquake has not occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. A great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of her wrath. Then every island fled away and the mountains were not found. Now notice that earthquake is so big that the cities and the nations are going to fall, mountains are going to be leveled, islands fled away. And it's bigger than what the so-called experts think can happen. Now that one's not going to happen in 2021. But expect serious earthquakes in 2021. Watch for them. Now, number six, the white horse of the apocalypse. The book of Revelation talks about uh, different colored horses in the sixth chapter. So we start with uh, verse one. Now, when I saw the lamb open one of the seals, one of the four living creatures came out. The voice of thunder said, come and see. I looked and I saw a white horse. He had sat on, had a bow, and crown was given him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Revelation 6, 1 through 2. This horseman has to do with going around spreading false religion. And this time, kind of an ecumenical interfaith religion. And let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, well, this is a white horse. This has obviously got to be do with Jesus. Well, in 2 Corinthians 11, starting in verse 12, we see this from the Apostle Paul. But what I do, I continue to do that I might cut off the opportunity of those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are by the which things they boast. 
starting verse 13 then. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. It's no wonder Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. You know, I read from Matthew uh, 24, 4-5, where Jesus warned that people will be deceived because they're going to say, He's the Christ, and they'll deceive many. In the ecumenical movement, they claim Jesus is the Christ, but they teach all kinds of stuff they shouldn't, and they also accept a lot of things in the interfaith movement. And back in the, uh, the 20th century, the late Herbert W. Armstrong said, the first horse was not the coming of Christ, it's false Christ deceiving the people. He says this is a prophecy for the future. Right, it was a prophecy for the 21st century. Now we're starting to see these types of things. You know, there was an agreement between the Catholics and the Lutherans in 1999. And more and more things have happened uh, since then. As a matter of fact, the latest uh, encyclical from uh, the Vatican, from uh, Pope Francis, it's got this Trinitarian ecumenical handbook called... Uh, the Vedamicum, and basically it's a plan for all the Trinitarians to get together. The, and it is, by the way, for the Trinitarians. They might accept some non-Trinitarians, but they don't want anti-Trinitarians like us. Well, people think this is a good thing. But let's read from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 14. Now, I'm going to try to put a little light in here, so I'm going to speak the same time I'm doing to see if I get some more light in here. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has light with darkness? Sorry. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Now I see what happens. As long as I walk, the lights go back on. And what communion has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? Through the temple of the living God, as God says, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, I'll be their God, they should be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Don't touch what's unclean, and I'll receive you. And I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And by the way, uh, I was raised Roman Catholic, and having visited many uh, Eastern Orthodox Catholic churches as well, I can testify their places are filled with idols. Christians are supposed to be separate from paganism. You don't have to go there. But Isaiah 52, verse 11 says, Depart, depart. Get out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her. Be clean. You who bear the vessels of the Lord. If you're a true Christian, you're bearing the Holy Spirit. We're not supposed to be part of that movement, this ecumenical movement, and be in it. Number seven, strife in the red horse of war. Revelation 6, starting verse 3. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out. It was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. The people should kill one another. There was given to him a great sword. A somewhat paralleling the ride of this horseman, Jesus warned about wars and rumors of war in Matthew 24, verses uh, 
6 and 7. And he also says, don't be troubled for these things are supposed to happen. And nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Uh, one translation says there will be an infant intifada of ethnic group against ethnic group. And last year I wrote to look for ethnic class and a racial strife in 2020. And between the George Floyd protests and the looting in the United States and protests and crackdowns in Hong Kong, and there was war between Armenia and Abu Prajan. So a lot of strife in 2020. And then there were the COVID-19 restrictions. Now consider that the opening of the second seal is to take peace through the earth. And many people around the world are afraid. I've been to various countries throughout the world, including in 2020. And yes, there are people who are afraid, very afraid of all this. Not since World War II have we seen anything grip the world like we have with this COVID stuff. And uh, as far as the timing of this, the old uh, uh, Worldwide Church of God in 1975 said this was for a future time, and back in 1975 it was. Now number eight, trade. Not all warfare is militaristic, some of it is economic. And we are more and more seeing certain economic things happening. We're seeing the European Union trying to take steps all over. Uh, they just made a tentative deal related to Brexit. We'll see what happens with that. But ultimately, the British and the Europeans are going to turn against each other. Parts of this deal are so complicated that I'm pretty sure the way various sides interpret it are going to upset everyone. The Europeans have been working with Latin America, China, Russia, and others. Now, some think that a Biden-Harris administration is going to fix everything the way the Europeans want it. I'm going to show you a headline. This is from foreignpolicy.com. I don't know how well that's going to come out, but I'll read it in just a minute. China and Europe won't get any relief on trade from Biden, according to this headline from foreign policy. Why? Because it basically says that uh, the Biden-Harris administration is going to focus on domestic things and whatever they think is best for the United States is what they're going to do. And they just don't think it's going to resolve it. Continue to look for the Europeans to try to make trade deals, and not just making trade deals. The Europeans want their standards adopted by the world. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the big problems with the whole Brexit negotiation. They want their standards adopted by the world, which makes their trade issues easier for them to monitor and to control. So look for more trade issues in 2021. Number nine, the deal of Daniel 9.27. And we talked about wars. Wars tend to precede peace deals. Peace deals, in other words, tend to come after war. Daniel 9.26.27. And the people, the prince who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Okay, now let's talk about this for a second. These people who destroyed the city and the sanctuary, this was uh, under General Titus when Jerusalem was taken over and the temple destroyed in uh, August of 70 AD. But the people who were behind this will have a, a prince will arise up from him for the future. In verse 27, he's going to confirm a covenant with many for one week. In the middle of the week, he's going to bring an end to the sacrifice and offerings. Well, this one-week idea has been understood even by Roman Catholic writers, such as 
the politics of Rome from the early third century to be talking about a seven year period of time. We see in Daniel 11.31, forces are going to be mustered by this person who was a prince. In Daniel 11, he's now a king. He's the king of the north. So he's going to defile the sanctuary fortresses and take away the daily sacrifices and put there the abomination desolation. And this is something that is going to happen. Now, with a change in the world situation, we're still going to see the Europeans trying to make a deal with the Palestinians and try to be involved with this. The United States is also going to try to put together some kind of a deal. But in Daniel 9, it just says, a prince. It means he's not the top leader. We'll have to confirm the deal. So we don't know if he makes it or what his part of it's going to be. But this will be an important thing to watch. Now the Bible in Daniel 9.25 says this person is going to magnify himself his heart by, by peace destroy many. The prince who confirms this is going to be considered one who's putting in peace. And Daniel 11 says after a league is made with him he's going to act deceitfully. He'll become strong with a small number of people. He'll enter peaceably. But he's going to devise plans against the strongholds but only for a time. And those plans against the strongholds if you go down further in Daniel 11 talk about destruction of the place with the strongest fortresses which in 21st century would be the United States but no the United States is not going to be destroyed in 2021 but look at the Middle East see what kind of peace deals are being promoted and proposed eventually we will see a deal the one Daniel uh, 9 was referring to number 10 has to do with knowledge go to Genesis chapter 11 Genesis chapter 11, starting verse 6, God said, Indeed, the people are one, they have one language. This is what they begin to do. So now nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, we're going to get it down and confuse their language so they won't understand one another's speech. Okay, so you know this had to happen at Babel, and this occurred. Now we've got the internet and all kinds of speech translators online. I get emails from people in Portuguese, Spanish, um, a French, Italian, uh, I think, and, and uh, a couple other languages. Sometimes I can kind of glance at, guess at languages by looking at it, and I can get something online and convert it, so I can immediately know it. And that's going to increase knowledge. In Daniel 12, verse 4, this was prophesied. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. As far as going to and fro, uh, despite COVID restrictions, people can still fly to most places around the world. Australia is probably one of the more difficult ones, but uh, there are other places you can still travel around the world. And knowledge is increasing. And we're also seeing massive developments in the health field, robotics, artificial intelligence, and various science, sciences. Number 11, debt. I want to go to Habakkuk 2. Yes, I've read this many times. But uh, each year, this, the debt predictions keep getting fulfilled. Uh, this is, I'm going to read this from the ESV, the English Standard Version. Habakkuk 2, starting in verse 2. The Lord answered me, write a vision. Make it plain on the tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens at the end, it will not lie. 
Even if it seems slow, wait for it. It'll surely come. It will not delay. And I've been talking about the debt for a long time. As a matter of fact, since at least 2007 or 2008. And this says, even though it's going to delay, it's going to happen. And we see some other information here. I'll just skip down to uh, verse 6. Woe to him who heaps up which is not his own. For how long? Who loves himself up with pledges, treasury bills. Will not your debtors rise up against you suddenly? And those who awake make you tremble? Because you plundered many nations, the remnant of the people will plunder you. The United States is plundering nations with its financial policies. Also, I'm not going to go into all their military policies, but just right now, the massive debt and printing up money that will be worthless. Living off of a reputation, a bunch of other things, and it's not, it has no intention to fully pay back the debt that it's doing. The United States is the most indebted nation in the history of humanity. On January 20th, 2009, that's the date uh, the uh, Obama uh, Biden administration was inaugurated, we had uh, $10.6 trillion of U.S. debt. Uh, when they left, January 19, 2017, we had $19.94 As of uh, December 14th, uh, the date the Electoral College declared the Biden-Harris team uh, as a, the new administration, it was $27.5 trillion. And in the United States, we see more and more debt increases. As a matter of fact, last year, in, in this sermon, I said the U.S. increased its debt in 2020, and it did by over $4 trillion. That's a record amount in the nominal, uh, non-inflation dollars. They expect more debt in 2021. And basically, uh, just some stuff about the Biden plan, all, it says his economic team wants to address economic inequality. They're outspoken supporters of more government stimulus to boost growth. And uh, Joe Biden has said he wanted to go in greater stimulus programs. Stimulus means they're going to print up money. It's dross money. It means it does, it's not real money. They're just going to print it up and people figure that's okay. That will increase the debt. Well, that helps lead to number 12. The U.S. dollar dominance is going to decrease. Leviticus 26, 19, you have to go there. It says, I'm going to break the pride of your power. And in addition to being a major military power, or the primary military power in the world is the United States, the primary economic power also is the United States. This dollar is backed by nothing. This is a prideful thing that it's doing. And it's going to be devastating to the United States when its dollar is no longer the world's primary reserve currency. We've got all kinds of articles at the cogwriter.com website about that, which I don't want to go into to now. I'm not going to take the time. But as far as some things happening in 2020 regarding this, here's some headlines from May. Is it digital euro, the dollar's doom? That's one of the things they're working on, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Bloomberg, a crash in the dollar is coming. That was from June. In July, French central bank picks uh, various ones for the digital euro plot. Here's one. Euro's been planning a gold standard since 1970s. Okay, which is replaced the U.S. dollar. Here's one from October. Unless the U.S. stops printing money, the dollar will collapse. And people think it's just fine because we can still go on. But when once hyperinflation hits, by the way, it's 
almost impossible to stop. Now, the 13th item has got to do with cash in 666. I mentioned the digital euro. Read from Revelation 13, starting verse 16. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand or on their foreheads. No one may buy or sell except one has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast versus the number of man's number is 666. Well, it wasn't possible to control all buying and selling until the 21st century. You could always go out in the woods or the forest or someplace and uh, do stuff. But if your currency becomes digital, some kind of a digital euro or whatever, yes, you can control that. Another thing that happened in 2020 had to do with COVID-19. There were a few official places in France that would no longer take cash. Uh, the United States actually semi-quarantined cash, U.S. dollars coming back from Asia. And there were some local businesses in California where, where we live that also would not take cash. Now, COVID-19 was not the bubonic plague. Okay? And as of... Uh, getting the disease from cash and dying from it, oh, I doubt it ever happened to anybody. Maybe it was one out of a billion chance. I don't know. But it's got people scared. And that's probably what it's going to take to uh, get rid of the rest of the currency. Maybe we'll get revolved currency, but we get very close to it. When the fourth horseman rides, the one of pestilence and death, and a quarter of humanity dies, from something that's more serious, way more serious than COVID-19. You don't think, or don't you think that people will be more worried about, weary of cash? I think so, when they may really die from it. Okay, number 14 has to do with gold. Now, a lot of economists call gold a relic. Some people think that cryptocurrency will always be the greatest thing, but uh, Alex uh, Stensiak wrote, Crypto's got a place, however, the reason crypto can ever replace gold is physics. Gold can't be destroyed, whereas cryptocurrencies can be. Now the Bible, in Daniel chapter 11, talks about gold. Let me read a few passages. Daniel chapter 11, starting verse uh, 37. It's talking about the king of the north. It says, he will regard not, neither the God of his father as the desire of women, in his place, in their, in their place, or, or honor a god of fortresses, he'll honor with gold and silver. He'll go against the strongest fortresses, divide the land for gain. Then he's going. To, the king of the south is going to attack him. He'll go against it. Verse forty-three. He'll have power, power of the treasures of gold and silver and the precious things of Egypt. So this is showing that after the end of the United States who's going against the strongest fortresses is the destruction of the United States. A gold will still have some value. Now, by the way, that doesn't mean gold's always going to go up, and I'm telling you to sell everything you got and get gold. When the peace deal happens, the price of gold will probably drop. But I would like to say that in January of 2017, a couple days before Donald Trump administration was inaugurated, I published that the gold would set record in U.S. dollar terms. And uh, it did in uh, July of 2020, at an all-time uh, 
high in terms of U.S. dollar. It's come down a little since then, but gold is something to watch. Another reason is because in Revelation chapter 18, you read about mystery Babylon, and gold will be traded, be part of it, so we know gold will have some value then. Item 15, Europe is going to work to reorganize. Let's go to Revelation chapter 17. Revelation 17, starting verse 12. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who received no kingdom as yet, but they received authority for one hour as kings with the beast. They have one mind. They'll give their power and authority to the beast. So this is a reorganization that's going to come to Europe. Um, I'm going to read a few headlines from 2020. May, Politico says. Back off, Trump. Germany wants to make Europe strong again. Here's something from June. Europe should brace for a reality which uh, the U.S. is no longer a world power. That's from Angela Merkel. There's another headline from July. Europe will not be made all at once or according to a single plan. Well, Europe will be redone based on Revelation 17, verses 12 to 13. Now, we're not sure all the steps it's going to take to get to that spot, but that is going to happen. Number 16. Europe is going to have a great army. The uh, uh, EU president, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, says Europe needs credible military capabilities. Okay, in other words, they need more than the United States. Says, it's complementary to NATO, but it's different. This is a Euro there's a European way for foreign policy and foreign security policy, where hard power is an important tool. So they're not happy that they keep having to go behind the United States. This is not a problem of just one country, one party, or one president. And he likely referenced to Donald Trump. Uh, and then uh, Europe's uh, SPD party proposed a European army on November uh, uh, 30th. And the reason that's interesting is they're more kind of like more of a liberal party, and you'd think they would be not as much for military, but they were pushing for Europe, an autonomous European army, according to this article here. And Guy Verhofstadt says Europe needs a defense community and an army, and he's called for what in the past. And he wrote on Twitter, since Trump became president, the U.S. is not a reliable ally anymore. And in Daniel chapter 11, Verse 25, the Bible says, He, the king of the north, that's a European power, will stir up his power and courage against the king of the south with a great army. And the Biden-Harris administration is not going to stop that from happening. Uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 10 that uh, God is going to raise up the Assyrians, which are central Europe, against an ungodly or hypocritical nation. You say, but the Europeans don't want to do that. Isaiah 10, verse 7 says, Yet in his heart it doesn't mean so, but it's in his heart to destroy and cut off not a few nations. And I mentioned that Daniel 11, 39, he's going against the strongest fortresses and destroy them, which in the United, would be the United States in the 21st century. With this type of success, people are going to be surprised that Europeans can pull this off. In Revelation 13, starting verse 3, uh, at the first couple of verses you read about the beast of the sea. This is Europeans. 
We see verse 3, one of his heads was mortally wounded, it was healed, and the world marveled and followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who's like the beast, who's able to make war with him? Nobody thinks the United States can get destroyed when it happens. People say, wow, this is just something we never expected. Number 17, steps toward the formation of the king of the south is going to occur. Why don't we go to uh, Psalm 83. A confederacy is prophesied. It says they've taken crafty counsel against your people, consulted against your sh sheltered ones. They've said, come out, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel be remembered no more. But they've consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. Who's going to form this confederacy? Well, verse 5, Psalm 83, verse 6, excuse me. The tents of Edom, the Turks, the Israelites, the Arabs, Moab, Hagarites, Gebel, Ammon, Malik, Philistia, the Palestinians, Heavens of Tyre. So, so these are basically the peoples in the, the Middle East, in North Africa. Verse 8, now the Europeans get involved. Assyria has also joined them. They've helped the children of Lot. Now, in Daniel 11, we read that the king of the north and the king of the south verse 27, their hearts will be bent on evil, they're going to speak lies at the same table, shall not prosper, the end will be the appointed time. So what's going to happen is there's going to be a deal between a European leader and what appears to be a Muslim leader, because those are Muslim-dominated nations, the king of the south will probably be uh, some type of Muslim, and they're going to make a lying deal with each other. So they'll temporarily agree to deal with the United States. And I mentioned before that this happens in Daniel 11, verse 39. I also mentioned what happens immediately afterwards in Daniel 11, verse 40, is the king of the north and south turn against each other. So, yes, that's what's going to happen. But before it happens, you're going to see eventually the formation of nations in the Middle East and North Africa that will form the king of the south. Number 18, the time the Gentiles will lead to Armageddon. Uh, Jesus mentioned, you don't have to go there, Luke 21, 24, Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles to the time the Gentiles are fulfilled. Revelation 11, 2 talks about uh, Gentiles having the holy city underfoot for 42 months. And in Revelation 16, uh, you read about uh, the great river Euphrates being uh, dried up to make way for the kings of the east and they're going to gather together in a place called Armageddon or the Valley of Megiddo, a place I have visited. And with its uh, One Belt, One Road uh, initiative, also called the Silk Road Project, China has been uh, making roads that will help transport people to get there, as well as ports to transport people. And uh, here's something from about uh, uh, Two weeks, a week or two ago, two weeks ago, I guess, says Russian President Vladimir Putin said it's uh, significant to integrate the implementation of the China proposed Belt and Road Initiative with the Eurasian Economic Union. They want to get together and they also want India involved in this. And as far as to go to uh, Armageddon, you see the time where you're going to have the 200 million man army. You'd need this to come from a nation like China or India. Most likely both. I think both, of course. 
and they're being involved in this Belt and Road Initiative, which, uh, while all lead roads will supposedly lead back to China, some will lead closer to Armageddon, and will help people to do that. Number 19 has to do with the Jews being ready to sacrifice. Uh, some people think that you have to see a temple first. Don't be deceived by this. If you go to Ezra chapter 3, verse 6, what you'll see is something that happened when there was not a temple. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, but the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. This was after the destruction of the first temple. Prior to the second temple, the Jews were sacrificing without a temple. Both myself and my oldest son asked people at the Temple Institute in Jerusalem, when we were there, we were there about a month apart from each other, if they would be willing to do sacrifices without a uh, temple. And they, spoke, they, they said yes. And they actually uh, did uh, a special dedication in December, 8, December 10, 2018 for this. And they've done some other things related to that. Now, one, one other thing that uh, they want is something called a red heifer. A red heifer would be a, a brownish-red colored cow, a female cow that's not, had a, not been bred, uh, not had a calf. And they want one that doesn't have too many white hairs or so many white hairs. And in 2020, the Temple Institute claimed that they uh, may be ready to sacrifice one within a year. I don't know that that would happen in 2021. But they said it could happen. <clears throat> if that were to happen, um, you would think the Jews will do more sacrifices then. Now the Bible is absolutely clear that the sacrifices will be stopped. You can read that in Daniel 9.27. I'm not going to read these right now. Uh, Daniel 11.31, uh, Daniel 12.11, all of which talk about the sacrifices being stopped. These are regular sacrifices, not just once every now and then, but daily sacrifices are... Uh, or perhaps not quite daily, but close to it. Well, for them to stop, they have to start. They haven't started yet. And they may be waiting for the red heifer. They may be waiting for the peace deal. Okay, number 20, the fulfillment of Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and Matthew 24, 14. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even at the end of the age. Now in the continuing Church of God, in sermons I have given, I have covered everything the Bible records Jesus spoke in the New Testament. And you can go to cogwriter.com and we've got links to all the sermons, even on this particular YouTube channel, as long as we're still up on it. Um, we have links to all the sermons where we covered all of that. In addition to that, when I was in uh, Kenya in 2017, I instructed leaders from six or seven countries to do this in their country, uh, Africa as well as in Europe. Why? Because the Bible says to do it. Something also the Bible says, let's go to Matthew 24, another commission. Verse 14, In this gospel of the kingdom we preach in all the world's a witness and to all nations and the end will come. And if you keep going through here, you'll see this all leads to the start of the Great Tribulation. Now we've got our booklet on the gospel of the kingdom of God available in 100 languages. You can go to ccug.org to, to see them. We've reached 
people in at least 220 territories and nations around the world, same with our YouTube, as well as our websites. But more needs to be done. The late uh, artist Andy Warhol said people were, at least it's attributed to him, that people are entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Well, in Romans chapter 9, verse 28, Apostle Paul wrote that God would have a short work. It says, For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. And we've been working along that line with our different uh, websites. Uh, we have literature available in 105, at least 105 different languages right now, and we're working on more. Jesus praised the Philadelphians for their work while condemning the Laodiceans for being lukewarm about their work, not having the zeal and the love for the others to put, make that a priority. Item 21, unrest, terror, and dividing the United States. There have been a lot of protests in the United States. Some have protested racial, economic, uh, policing matters, others LGBTQ stuff. Others protested Donald Trump. Others protested uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. In Deuteronomy 32.25, the Bible says there will be terror within. This will happen in the United States. Jesus warned in Matthew 12.25, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself will not stand. The divide in the United States is getting worse and worse. It's being fed by the media. But it's also something to consider. Here's an article that says, On the first day of his presidency, Joe Biden intends to rescind Donald Trump's travel bans on travelers from 13 countries, mostly either majority Muslim or African nations. Now that travel ban, by the way, specifically includes Syrians. Why does that matter? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 9. The Lord sent a word against Jacob. It has fallen on Israel, and all the people will know. Ephraim and the inhabitant of Samaria. Samaria. Prophetically, the United States is Samaria in prophecy. Excuse me, a lot of the prophecies regarding Samaria apply to the United States. Verse 11, the Lord will set up the adversaries of reason against him and spur his enemies on. The Syrians before and the Philistines behind. And they'll devour Israel with an open mouth. Syrian refugees are a potential problem. The Bible's clearly prophesying problems from Syrians and Palestinians. That would be expected to include terrorism. While Donald Trump slowed down the flow of Islamic immigrants to the United States, there's already many here, and under Biden and Harris administration, more look to come. Now, I want to make it clear, most Muslims are not a threat. I've, uh, all the Muslims I've known, I've gotten along with well. But biblically, some are. And the old Worldwide Church of God taught, uh, in the Blank Church magazine, May 1984, many nations make no bones about their connections to terrorist groups. Syria, Libya, Iraq, and South Yemen, they mentioned. And I mentioned uh, Psalm 83. I think one of the ways that the... Uh, Nations will get together to uh, destroy the United States will be to involve uh, ter uh, uh, Islamic terrorism. And I think uh, the Europeans are going to be involved in that and agree with it. But let's go to Ezekiel 32. Ezekiel 32. Starting in verse 22, listen to this. 
Assyria is there with all her company. So this means Assyria, uh, Central European power with other European nations, with her graves all around her, all of them slain, followed by the sword. Her graves are set in the recesses of the pit, and her company all around the grave. All of them slain, followed by the sword, who caused terror in the land of the living. So you see, yes, God is going to punish the Europeans for destroying the United States, and for other reasons. But notice that they will be involved in causing terror. And again, Assyria is prophesied in Psalm 83 to work with what sounds like uh, Turks and Arabs to uh, result in uh, destruction. And Assyria is going to be, be punished for this. All right, so I'd like to just summarize the 21 items here. And so I'll just read through the list, all 21, in case I didn't say the number when I went through. Plus, just go through this very briefly. It says, number one, scoffers in the last days. And we've seen that, and we've seen attacks against various leaders in the uh, continuing church of God. Number two, morality prophecies being fulfilled and the pushing of the uh, abortion uh, agenda, the LGBTQ agenda, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Number three, media, internet, and other censorship. Calling, insulting somebody hate speech. I find it an insult that, <laughs> that they think what we teach is hate speech, but they won't count that. They're very selective, very hypocritical, by the way. Number four, weather, sorrows, and troubles. Number five, earthquakes. Six, the white horse, the apocalypse, the ecumenical interfaith movements. Number seven, strife and the red horse of war. And we've seen the fear from COVID. And we've seen protests. Number eight, trade. Number nine, the deal of Daniel 9.27. Number 10, knowledge increasing, which we've definitely seen through the internet. Number 11, debt. And debt increasing. Again, remember that prophecy in Habakkuk says, yes, it looks like it's going to take a while for this to happen, but it will happen. Do not think the United States could continue. It's actually called... Uh, with modern monetary theory. It's okay to keep printing up money, printing up money, printing up money. You say, oh, but we need it because of COVID. Well, actually, it was government policies that caused uh, mostly COVID economic issues, not COVID itself. Number 12, U.S. dollar dominance will decrease. Will it just be the euro? We don't know. It could be replaced, could be a basket of currencies, but uh, the Europeans... The Russians, the Chinese, various of the Arabs, uh, the other BRICS nations, that would include uh, India, uh, South Africa, and Brazil, want to push away the U.S. dollar dominance. And probably some of the other nations I haven't mentioned. We're 13, cash and 666. Again, even with COVID, we've seen people now, maybe we shouldn't use cash. Touchless. Etc. Number 14, gold. Again, this does not mean that gold will always go up. It may go down when we see a, a peace deal. 15, Europe will work to reorganize. And Europe is always working to reorganize, by the way. Every time, I, not every time, but often I read about various things. But eventually, when the crises are big enough in Europe, and I believe this will be after the start of the ride of the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, the uh, writer of uh, Death and Pestilence 
when it's way higher death rate than what we've seen with COVID, people will be afraid, and in Europe they will go for a reorganization and be happy to go for digital cash. Number 16, Europe will have a great army. Right after Donald Trump was elected, Europe started to figure out what did it want to do. Now there were always people who wanted Europe to have a great army, but they used Donald Trump as an excuse. Within a year of his inauguration, Europe put together something called PESCO. I didn't talk about that earlier, but that's a permanent structured cooperation so Europe could have its own military force. And we keep seeing more and more calls for aspects of it in the media and by political leaders over in Europe. Number 17, steps toward the formation of the King of the South will occur. Now sometimes we think things will always go straight one way, but sometimes they zigzag to get to somewhere. But ultimately, the King of the South will rise up. Why? Because the Bible says so. And you can trust the Word of God. 18, the time of the Gentiles will lead to Armageddon. But the time of the Gentiles will happen after the United States, uh, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand are taken over. Uh, that will continue to be a true time of the Gentiles. In the current world order for the last couple hundred years, it's been dominated by the Anglo-American powers. The new world order it will rise up, and uh, it'll be the time, of the final time of the Gentiles, and that will lead to Armageddon. Nineteen, the Jews are ready to sacrifice. I get a weekly newsletter from the Temple Institute, so I know a little bit about what they're saying. Plus, I go to uh, Israel 365 uh, frequently as a news source to find out what's going on over there and watching. But I can assure you they are willing to do it when they can. And by the way, the real reason they're not is political. Uh, Israeli courts have basically really need to take a little bit of time for the situation to change to, to be able to do it. But under Israeli law, the courts have acknowledged that the Jews are entitled to sacrifice, and one day they will. Of course, that will upset the Europeans and various other people, but that's another matter. Number 20, the film of Matthew 24, 14, and Matthew uh, 28, 19 through 20, we in the Continuing Church of God took these verses seriously, and when Matthew 24, 14 is fulfilled to God's satisfaction, the end will come. Until then, we are preparing for the short work of Daniel, Romans 9, 28. We're also working towards uh, Romans eleven twenty five about uh, the full number of Gentiles coming in. Number 21, unrest, terror, and dividing the United States. And we're seeing that, we're seeing more of that. And as Jesus said, a house divided amongst itself cannot stand. I want to go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. In the continuing church of God, we have a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you would do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. What we've been teaching is happening because we're teaching it from the word of God. We're being led by God's spirit to do so. Go to Mark chapter 13. We'll close with this passage. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. 
Hopefully you're not sleeping. You're watching. You're paying attention to world events. And you're working on your own spiritual life as well and supporting the work. Because the end does not come until Matthew 24, 14 is fulfilled to God's satisfaction. And hopefully you're supporting uh, the work we're doing to fulfill that. Verse 37, Jesus said, And what I say to you, I say to you all, watch. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God.